As of the release of this episode, we're just a few days away from Christmas. And Christmas is one of those seasons where people have some really wide-ranging emotions around it. Some people find it to be just the most wonderful time of the year, while others find it to be one of the most depressing and sad and horrible times of the year. And where I wanted to talk about this week is the need for family, especially during the Christmas time. Why is family so darn important? We're going to talk about that this week on episode 159 of The Relaxed Mail. This is The Relaxed Mail, a show that comes to you each week helping men to remove the nice guy from their life so they can actually live their life on their terms. Join the host, certified coach, Brian Goodwin, as he helps men step out of their heads and become free from the thoughts that bind them. Hey man, hello and welcome to Relax Mail. All right, so we're going to be talking about the need for family, but before we jump into that, wanted to just say hello and welcome to all the new guys who are coming in. We are getting more and more people coming in to, the, to listen to the show each week, and it's still just completely blows my mind. I don't know what happened this week, but somewhere along the way, we ended up getting a spike of about 300 people who um, actually were hitting the website, not so much the show, but just the fact that we are getting more people to actually come to the site and actually listen to the show, read the articles. We have all that available. And if you've not ever been to the site before, it is over at Relaxed mail.com and i recommend you go over there and read and come up and see what's happening now also before i really jump into the main topic that we're going to be talking about this week wanted to kind of let you know this portion of the relaxed mail this little particular chapter is coming to an end come next year in uh, in 2023 i am actually going to change my focus to to a little bit it's st- you're still going to gather and glean all the most important information that you actually need to stop living your life as a nice guy but i'm actually doing what they call in most industries <laughs> the topic that i am covering i am actually going to get really laser focused in on one thing and that is men who are going through a divorce now like i said this is not going to keep men who are still married from being able to listen to this show Guys, keep listening. Everything I say in here is going to work for you too. This is going to be just uh, is more of a, to believe it or not, more of a marketing side of of the whole business uh, of coaching because I I'm still needing to get a little bit more focused in on who I want to help. When it comes to starting up a business, one of the things I have realized is that you have to go narrow to go wide, which make, doesn't make any sense. If I want to be able to help everybody, I should be mar- targeting my marketing myself to everybody, right? No, no, no. Actually, that is completely backwards. You want to try to get as focused in as you can to get a, a particular set of people interested in you and get them, really start helping them. And you're go- from that, you're going to develop a very you're going to develop critical mass. That's the best way to look at it. You're going to develop critical mass and those people are going to, to tell other people. And that will actually allow you to have enough momentum so that you can actually spread out. 
and I can, can go revert back to helping men who are just a nice guy. So right now I'm, and th- I'm actually going to be hitting several different focuses as my, as the company goes along. I've actually got my roadmap laid out because I'm taking the whole nice guy spiel and I'm actually going to focus down on the guys who are going through a divorce because those nice guys going through a divorce are the ones who are suffering the most. They've got the biggest headache and they really need that aspirin right off the bat. So I want to be able to make sure I give them that, get them the aspirins and get them going. When they see, Hey, oh, wait a minute. I was actually, my divorce was, and my wife leaving me was a lot of my fault too. That actually will help them to understand. Oh, wait a minute. There's other things going on in here. I need to change. And that will help bring in more guys to help them get the change that they need. So I want to be able to, I'm, I am going to be still helping guys. I'm going to help these guys make sure they get all the changes, all the shifts, all the adjustments that they need in their life. But to do that, I've, it almost has to be that I've got to make a step backwards because I wanted, I had too much mental thought drama to actually to focus in on just the divorced guys because, you know, well, what about the guys who aren't going through a divorce? Well, y'all are still listening. Y'all are still going to be able to get all the information. I'm still going to be talking to you, but I'm also going to be talking to, I'm going to be facing more towards the guys who are going through a divorce. My roadmap is I'm going to work on the divorce guys. I'm going to get those divorced guys up moving so that they are actually feeling whole again. And from there, another little subset of men who are, who are facing problems. More than likely, it's going to be the guy who is, we're going to go from divorced. That's really the action that's happening to the guy who's actually suffering from his marriage getting very weak. And so we're going to, I want to help those guys next. So, and this is probably one year, two years, maybe even three years down the road when I get to the point to where I'm helping the guy who is suffering from a weak marriage. And from there, how do we keep the guys who are, have the weak marriage from happening? How do you start with a strong marriage, keep a strong marriage? And from there, how do you actually get a, find a woman who is, going to allow for you to have a strong relationship based marriage. And you kind of see how I'm working myself back. And each time I stretch myself back, I'm getting a little bit wider in who my focus is. So eventually I'm going to be helping men. Boom. Wide. I mean, that is as wide as we can get. I am cutting out half of the, of the world population. When eventually I'm going to get to, I help men have incredible, awesome relationships. That's when I know that I am at, I have got peak momentum. I've got peak, I've got the, the load that I want and I am attracting all the men that need that my, the help that I can provide for them. And I'm tripping over my tongue. I'm, whenever I get to really talking about this, it gets me, Worked up enough to where I start stumbling and I start talking way too fast. So I'm trying, (laughs) I'm trying to keep myself slowed down. So I'm not, 
stuttering and stammering as much like a, a moron like I normally do. So anyhow, all right. So this is what's happening. So this is going to start in, in the new year in 2023. Does this mean that the relaxed mail is going away? No, but you're also going to start hearing me talking about a new service called the divorce crucible. And this is going to be something that is going to really start being exercised and used a whole lot in the very near near future. And you might even be interested in joining. And I'm not going to uh, deny anybody from joining that. But that's going to be something that you're going to hear in the next couple, three months is uh, the Divorce Crucible and the whole uh, the whole Crucible brand that I'm also working with. So with that, guys, I want to say again, new guys. Hello, welcome. You're still always going to be welcome to the show. You're always going to be welcome to the information you can find over at relaxedmail.com. There's this podcast. I've got the blog. We've got it all. Fixing also be this coming year going to be starting up videos again. If you don't know, back about two years ago, I actually were doing was doing videos about different topics for men and was having fun doing that. It's just until summer came along. And then I had if, to be able to do the, uh, the show, I was actually having to do several takes because in between there, I would have to stop wipe my whole face off because I would start to drip. <laughs> and so what, I, I stopped that and then I completely fell out of the habit during the summer. So probably will be a seasonal deal where I get, a whole bunch done in uh, in the spring and in the fall, and then because the wintertime I can handle the wintertime, I can actually dress add layers. Sadly, whenever I'm doing video and trying to post it up on YouTube, if you're naked, it it doesn't uh, it doesn't translate very well. So I don't, and not to mention, I would like to keep y'all as as uh, listeners and not you know traumatize you due to my my being unclothed so <laughs> anyhow so yeah i'm i'm ram- rambling now so let's get ourselves started let's get ourselves going and we're going to be talking about today the need for your family and that's on episode 159 of the relaxed mail so let's get started like i said christmas is here christmas is one of those t- times that for many people Incredibly magical. This is wonderful. It just brings forth so much love, happiness, and enjoyment. While others, it brings forth a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression. They may have lost a loved one due to something happening in uh, in a past Christmas ep- uh, season. And so a lot of times, especially when you become adults and you're living by yourself, if you're going through a divorce, more than likely you're going through this Christmas, possibly by yourself. And if you are, this is why I am actually saying you need to actually involve your family, get your family involved. Now, what is a, what is your family? And a lot of people, when they hear what uh, hear family, they think blood relatives. They think of all the, you know, your aunts, your uncles, your cousins, your grandmothers, your nieces, nephews, uh, 
great nieces, great nephews, you know, the, the second cousins, third cousins, twice, 17 times removed, you know, all of that confusing stuff. So that whenever you look at a family tree and it's all those branches, all those branches that, that are running around you is what, what a lot of people think about when it comes to the family, when it comes to the family itself. But what is your, who is your family? And what is your family? Are important questions you want to ask yourself. Because if you've come from a family that was abusive, where they were very, they were physical, maybe they have their own set of, of demons that they're messing with. Say you've got a family, family members who are protecting the, a, a drug user. And they, you don't talk about the drug use, though it has become very evident why grandma's television is no longer around, why grandma's uh, appliances have are all run down because you know the the uh, the family member that everybody is trying to protect, and out of the kindness of their heart, trying to protect is not being helped in any form, fashion, or another. They are being they're they're being enabled and you may sit back and go well, you're enabling them you're allowing them to commit this slow suicide and the family itself as a whole and every one of the members of that depending on that what that situation is that circumstance is has their own set of thoughts you uh, just as you have your own opposing set of thoughts to why you know uncle jonathan is allowed to live at grandma's house, though, you know, he's tweaking out on meth and, and he's been up for five days and he's fixing and he's going to crash again, right around Christmas. He always does. He always eventually comes in. He is just tweaked out of his mind. He's, he's naked. He's not eating anything, but he's talking just complete nonsense. And, it's a family ordeal. It's almost become the family tradition of, okay, we got to go put, you know, uncle Jonathan back, back in his room. And someone's got to stand there. Got to have uncle Buck stand over there. And he's got to, got to keep Jonathan in the room until Jonathan comes off his office tweak and he crashes and he sleeps for three days. And it's terrible because he literally sleeps for three full days and he doesn't drink. He doesn't, uh, doesn't get up to go to the bathroom. It all just kind of happens right there in bed and, and it's a, and it's a mess. Yeah. It's those things happen. And why the family does that? I honestly, I wouldn't know. I'm not the members that are protecting the, that family member at that time. But I can tell you that a lot of times people do the enabling because they think they're doing it out of love. But that love is because they, they do that because of the thoughts and the emotions that they feel when they, if they had to turn Uncle Jonathan away, if they had to put him out on the street, what would that, what would the neighbors say about them? What's that feeling that they would have if they had that particular thought? What's the feelings they had if, uh, if they, the family secret got out that, uh, that uncle Henry is an ex convict, you know, those thoughts come out are, are what keep people from doing what needs to be done. That's what keeps people playing small. Why they keep staying in the particular safe zones that they find themselves in. 
Your family is nothing more than a collection of people who have a similar genetic root. That's all that is. So each one of these people, it's a lot of times it does. It seems like families all think the same. And yeah, there's a bit of a cultural hive thought going on there. Well, this is how we've always thought. This is how we've always done it. I, my, my main family, the good ones <laughs> where I come from, they're very secretive about a lot of their, of their personal life. And so it took a lot for me to start opening up about my life with my wife. And she was always, it was a very contentious point because she was used to being in everybody else's life. And all of a sudden I'm being all this being secretive and, and stuff like that. And it just kind of really rubbed her the wrong way. And it was causing a lot of issues. Well, that's, <laughs> that's how we've always done it. And that's because, and I could not ever actually come up with a full reason as to why. And then when my dad passed, all of a sudden, I fully actually had the epiphany of, oh, this is what she is complaining about. Because all of a sudden, when my dad passed away, we thought we had, I had a different set of thoughts in line and come to find out, you know, dad had a completely different line of thinking. And, uh, and I, I was very hurt about it. I was very, uh, angry about it and very standoffish. I mean, yeah, I thought I had gotten completely screwed over with how the will turned around. And first off, was I? No, that's what was written in the will was that. Now, did, could there have been some shenanigans going on? It's possible. I mean, there could have been a lot of shenanigans going on, but I don't have any proof of it. So why dwell on the, that particular, that particular aspect of the uh of what was happening why i why did i not get my dad to talk more about what the family business was what the family and, and if you're wondering i the way i said that I realize it sounded like i was going and while the family business uh we were all in the family and it's uh, uh you know the it's a mafia thing you know we 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 encourage we give people deals and things we give them make them offers that they can't refuse that no it's not that it was farming and ranching is is what we did or at least that's what I've always been told it is. That's, I would assume that's what it is, but you know, I'm not in it anymore. After my dad died, I'm, you know, not a part of that, uh, that world. And that is when that I needed to ask dad more, that more. And what were, his, what his attentions were for his, uh, his passing. And, you know, what, what is his reasoning behind why he had the will wrote out the way he did? It doesn't matter. He can, whatever his reasons are, are his reasons, but to express what those reasons are before he passed, because that I think creates so much of the animosity that happens in so many families. Because yeah, money, money and people's thoughts about that particular circumstance is weird. It, they, we will just, we will nuke a, an entire family history 
because somebody gets a thousand dollars more than another person because somebody gets the house while the other person just gets a car while one person gets, uh, gets the family business and the other person gets a ring, you know, for whatever reason, it's the person's wishes. Okay. Respect the wishes. Well, I don't think it's, you hear people say, well, I don't think that's exactly the way he wanted it. He wouldn't want me to have just go without. Would he not? Are you absolutely sure about that? Are you positive of that? Your dad or your mother or whoever it is that you actually got mentioned in the will then about wouldn't have done that to you. Wouldn't have thrown you out in the cold. There are, there are effects and that shows that they had no problem leaving you out in the cold. If you got left with nothing, maybe you got handed a hundred dollars saying next time you need to start being, being nicer to your elders, you know, okay, well then. Why don't, why isn't that something said while your loved one is alive? And that's something that I've changed that I've made. I I get a will. If I, even if I decide, you know what, I need to change some stuff in the will, I will bring everybody together and I will explain this is what's changed in the will. And this is why this has been changed. This is what's going on. There's no reason to be secretive about it. It's money, people. All right. I busted my hump to get the very meager riches. And when I say meager, I mean very meager. I mean, they're so me, they're actually non-existent when it comes to riches, or at least what I consider riches. Somebody else may go by, come by and go, <laughs> well, that's cute and walk off. Well, I, I know that there are other people who will see it and go, wow, you're as rich as Midas. Your thoughts about money is something you have to be able to control. You can't control what your family's thoughts about money are. And I know I'm going completely off the rails of what I was talking about. Because all this is stuff that really gets stirred up and can cause problems in a family. But the epitome of everything that I'm talking about right now is that you need your family. Especially if you are somebody who's going through a divorce, your family is somebody you need to turn to, somebody you need to lean on, somebody you need to to focus in on. Those existing family members, why? Because one, your fa- your brothers and sisters are the closest link to the past you have. Now, is the past important? When you're gathering your pe- the pieces of your life together, yeah, there it's a bit important. It's not that you focus and you stay stay in the past. You don't stay, start driving through the, uh, using your rear view mirror. You start, you use that as a point of reference. You use the past as, oh yeah, this is what I stand for. This is who I am. This is to help you find, rediscover who you are, what your values are, what, what you actually cherish in the, your world. Family, gets together and helps you do that. Your friends of your, when you were younger do the exact same thing. And that's one reason why I say family is not just the genetic blob of, of relatives that you have. It's those friends that you've had in your life. The new, even the new ones can be a member of your family. 
Some people are very picky when it comes to, or not picky, but finicky about what who, and who they want to say is family. Eh, who cares? It's a word. That's all family as a whole. The family word itself is just a word. It's just family. This person over here, you know, I've known him for a while. He's helped me out a lot. He's my good friend. He's family to me. While the person who has shares some genetic code with you, who has uh, robbed you blind three different times now, he's family too. You can allow him. You don't have to allow him into your house, but you need to have who you consider family around. And when it comes to family members, yeah, okay. So you've got uh, got an uncle who abused you in some way. Maybe he came along and every time he saw you, he would take, the, you said something to him. He would just take the back of his hand and just rake it right across the, your mouth. Every single time he saw you. For, and the reason why you probably, you said something mean to him back when you were, you know, 11 years old. All right. And so now every time he sees you, bam, he's got to remind you that he does not like you. All right. That guy is a genetic, <laughs> is genetically bound, uh, linked to you, but he is not your family. You have to decide who your family is. Your family needs to be men, needs to be the kids, because the kids, if you, especially if you have kids, your family is the set of traditions that you have. And traditions are stronger than what we so often want to uh, admit, especially a lot of the emerging adults these days. They are, oh, well, we don't need, they've gone through college and now they know traditions are just useless uh, uh, rituals that we do for our. Uh, for, for our religious, uh, you know, and colonial reasons, you know, all, all the bullshit that they often cite. When in all reality, traditions are what link us to our past. They link us to our ancestors, those old gods that we turn to. Yes, they, the, and those old gods are important. They help us understand who we are and where we stand. Those family members who aren't blood relatives, they also have their traditions that they bring into you. But when you, if you're somebody who is struggling with going to see family because say something did happen, something horrible happened, something not so horrible happened, but it's just, it's something that keeps getting brought up that quote unquote hurts your feelings. It's essentially you have chosen to let yourself hurt your own feelings. Know that family isn't perfect. Pay attention to what you're expecting out of your family members. Well, they're supposed to be bright and shiny. They're supposed to have this manual. You've got a manual for how they are supposed to behave. And sorry, but a lot of times people aren't going to behave how you believe they should behave. My wife has a big issue on this a lot of times where she thinks that, you know, families shouldn't do this or families should do this for other people. And it'd be nice if they did. 
doesn't mean no one ever said anywhere in any book, in any place that a family is supposed to be this way. And as a matter of fact, everything that I'm talking about here, right in here, and describing what a family is and is not, that's my, actually my view of what a family is. Your definition of what a family is might be something very different. I just figured that it was a good idea to share what my thoughts are because my thoughts of what a family are is different than a lot of the older, more fundamental people. And it's not that I'm, ex, you know, excommunicating the, the fundamentalist who are in my family. No. Actually, I love the, my fundamentalist uh, people. I am Baptist, and I've got people who are hardcore Baptists. You can't have, you know, alcohol. You can't dance. You know, all the, everything of that. You're not. Thou shall not. It, as a Baptist, they think you shouldn't, and if you do, you're going to hell. And then we've got friends who are, you know, Church of Christ who sit and run around and love to tell us that, you know, Baptists originally started out sinning because we're, you know, something about how Baptists and donkey and the way we dunk. I don't know. I don't not ever understood it, but some Church of Christ people think that Baptists are horrible, terrible people. Except if you look way down at it, and religion is a great example. We all are Christians, all right? All Christian faith, <laughs> we're Christians. We just have different little traditions on how to do the faith. And I, this is something that's just kicking in right now. So I'm this I, I'm I'm kind of just riffing off of this one. But this is actually a really good example of what families are and are not. Traditions are something that every family has, all right? And some people think the tradition should go. Some people think the tradition should stay. When it comes to the Christian religion, Christianity, you have Catholics. They believe a whole slew of stuff that others, that Protestants don't. But on top of that, you take Orthodox Christians and you all of a sudden, you add a whole new detail to what Catholicism thinks. There's actually Catholics that, uh, people who are Christians, I'm not going to call them Catholics, there are fundamental Christians who believe that, that the, that Jesus was a, was Jewish. And I don't think that he's Jewish also, but, you know, think that, thought that he was Jewish. He had the Jewish customs. And so the Christianities are just Jews who believe in Christians or believe in Jesus. And so they pulled, you know, a lot of the very old Jewish laws. While, you know, Baptists weren't not quite that. I mean, I think Jewish folks were allowed to uh, to have alcohol, and they were encouraged to dance and play music for God. And you got you know Church of Christ people who believe you're not supposed to play play music uh, when singing to to the Lord. Yet you know you can look in the Bible where David played music for the Lord, and there's a whole bunch of of weird thoughts that happen. Around Christianity and Christian Christians aren't the only one. You've got different sects and, and denominations of Judaism and Islam too. All the Abrahamic Haber, ape start. Let's start with simple words. <laughs> Abrahamic 
religions. The religions that started from that came from Abraham. All right, let's just say it that way. I was trying to use a ten dollar word, and I've got a three dollar vocabulary. It doesn't work that well. Islam, you have Shiites, you have Sunnis, you have Kurdish. There's a whole bunch of different types of of Islamic lines of, of teachings. There are the same as in Christianity. I mean, not only do we have the big break, which is, you know, Catholic and Protestant, but then under Protestant, heck, you've got, you know, Baptists, you've got uh, Lutheran, you've got Pentecostal, you've got uh, Anglican, you've got Seventh-day Adventist, you've got even Jehovah Witness kind of sort of falls in there if you want want to bend the definition around enough, you know. Even the weird cults are sub offshoots of offshoots of offshoots. But as a whole, if you look at it in the broad view, it's just people who believe that Jesus was the Messiah, right? The difference is, is what the traditions are. The belief that there are different traditions that you're supposed to get baptized this way or to get baptized this way. Are you supposed to confess your sins to God? Are you supposed to confess your sins to a, a, a clergy, uh, clerical person? There's a whole bunch of if thens and if nots and shalt thou shall and thou shall nots. And you know, what's, what is the difference? There's no difference in all. Everybody in that in a, who is a Christian is a Christian. They just believe what they just don't have what gets you into heaven quite nailed down the same way. They all get it nailed down. It's just not in the same way. Some use, you know, contractor adhesive while some use hot glue and others use a nail. Some use a screwdriver. They're all, it's all getting nailed, connected together is the same, connected together is just not in the same way. And that's the family. You've got people who think that they need to be, that they're supposed to be this particular way. They operate under their own uh, own set of thoughts. And you have a manual, this book of, hey, this is what you need to do to make my world right. And that manual can either, they can either choose to take that manual and apply it or take that manual and throw it in the trash. And most of the time, people are going to take the manual and throw it in the trash. And then you're going to walk around acting butthurt because they don't do what you say, what makes you feel good. Well, that's not just family. That's society. Family is nothing more than just a very compressed sense of society. What do you need? Why is a family? Now, since I'm going through here and, and seem to be taking the, the fa- very fabric of family and tearing it apart and throwing it up in the air and just watching it come raining down on me like confetti, let me bind everything together to let you know what a family, why family is needed. And like I said before, it is because of the traditions. It Those traditions bind you to the past. Those traditions bind, show kids what makes life so great. Why this family is so incredible and awesome. Because if they didn't have a reason, they didn't have those traditions. Why would the kids care what Uncle Henry is doing? But the fact that Uncle Henry is doing something that he has done for the past 25 years, every year for the past 25 years, that links the youngest one with Uncle Henry. And all the kids between Uncle Henry that were born between Uncle Henry and, and you know, baby Faye 
all of them are now together as a group because they all look forward to seeing what Uncle Henry's going to do this week, you know, this year. How is how is Santa going to appear? Because he's made it different. Three times he came out of one closet, and he and he's, other times he somehow has come out of the out of the uh, the the fireplace. How does he do this? You know, family is important. Now, does family have to be blood relatives? No, but those blood relatives also have their importance. Don't turn your back on your blood relatives. Don't just because your feelings got hurt. Don't turn your back on your blood relatives because you're afraid they're going to judge your divorce. They're going to judge your divorce. You've judged your divorce. Your wife has judged your divorce. We all judge the divorce. It's just, do you are you agreeing with what their judgment is or not? You may think the judgment is bad. Your wife thinks the judgment the the judgment of the divorce is good. We all have our thoughts. We have these little interconnecting pieces, though. That's what links us together. And these are your friends. These are your because our cousins were our first friends we ever had growing up. And a lot of times, those cousins are still the best friends we have because we're we're able to link back to those times, to those simpler times, to those times when we were learning, when we were figuring out who we are, figuring out what our values are. And our values are important. Our values are incredible. And we need to have those values so that we can heal from the divorce and be able to come through that divorce on the other side stronger. Look to the family. Look to your friends. Build your family up. Because your family is, your family is going to help you. It's just making sure you get, turn to the people who will help you the most. So guys, with that, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to close this up. Thank you very much for listening. If, uh, this, if this particular podcast episode rang true to you in any form or fashion, Share it out. If you're, ha- it's causing you to think of somebody who is going through a divorce right now, thinking of somebody who is struggling with, with life at the moment. Share this message out. Share it with them. Share it on Facebook. Share it on Instagram. Share it on, on any place that you can think of that needs the help on how to, how do I get out of this particular predicament? How do I become a better man? How do I get through this divorce and keep my sanity? If you come across any of these guys, share this episode with them and then let me and tag me into it because I would love to be able to reach out to the person also and go, Hey dude, love to help you. If it's uh if you, if you're sending it via text message, just send it, you know, let them know they'll, they'll listen and they'll come to us and they'll find out, Oh, this is what is was being talked about. So go enjoy family time. Go to Christmas. Understand that you're going to have your thoughts. Your thoughts are not what is true about everybody else. Your thoughts are just that. They're your thoughts. 
and you can actually adjust those thoughts. If you want help on how to get through this divorce, get through the divorce that you're going through. If you're having trouble and you're struggling with something in it with that divorce, that's just causing you to hold back, keep from playing life on, on the grander scale. Reach out to me. Go to relaxmail.com forward slash coaching and fill out the form. We'll go, we'll do a consult call and we'll get you set up. We'll get you taken care of. We will get you going so that you can actually get, have a great and wonderful Christmas or a brand spanking new year that is just filled with the opportunities that you would have never even dreamed of. So guys, with that, I want to thank you again for listening. Y'all take care. Catch y'all next week. Till then, bye.